Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see by today's title, I got something a little different for you. And I didn't really know how I was going to really explain what this type of episode is supposed to be. But I think what I want this episode to be or what this episode is for me, it's a moment and time for me in my podcast to just hang out. (laughs) Seriously, I really want to kick back. I really want to come at recording with a little bit of ease and not too much pressure or stress on the content. I kind of just want to talk and kind of, you know, just go through something or a topic that is in my, in my head about K-dramas. And I want this to be I called it catch a vibe with Lola because I'm setting myself up for this to be a really chill recording experience. I'm laying on my couch. I have a little blanket on. I have some tea. I'm on a full belly. The the lights are a little dim. I have my little wax warmer going and it has like a little light in it. So it's like really subtle, cool, um, you know, muted lighting. And I'm just setting the scene and I'm trying to set the vibe for me to just relax and just chat about this topic at hand. And I'm hoping that when you listen to this, you can do the same, kind of just chill out, hang out, kind of set the scene for yourself just to hang out with me and listen to me kind of talk about this little random topic that I thought I would bring up for today. And again, when I'm putting this out, it's technically during my vacation of my little break from the podcast or for from podcasting and watching currently airing dramas. And I am wondering if people are going to think that the reason why I'm talking about K-drama slumps is because I'm going into one. (laughs) And I have to say that's not the case at all. I have plenty of things that I am watching and actually enjoying watching currently. And I have things that I have to go back and watch um, for the first time. And again, I think I'm going to enjoy those as well. So I'm not in a K-drama slope, but I have been thinking about this concept of the K-drama slump or K-drama slumps in general. And I've been thinking about it because I feel like other people I've been listening to kind of just talking about K-drama in this year, a lot of people have been saying how they just don't feel like this year and the K-dramas that they're being, that are being put out are just kind of like not at the caliber of what they're used to. (laughs) And I'm not saying that they're saying that they're, the dramas are bad this year, but I just feel like a lot of people feel like they have slim pickings this year. And I know that feeling. I definitely understand that. And I I kind of understand about that, about this year as well. Um, But it got me thinking, you know, in terms of what other types of situations when you're as a K-drama watcher, not completely satisfied with K-dramas that you're watching. And I thought about K-drama slumps and I don't really know anybody personally right now who's going through a K-drama slump, but I thought it would be still a cool topic to kind of put on my podcast because you never know who's experiencing it and who may not know what they're experiencing and may be thinking that they completely hate K-dramas right now, even though they thought they loved them. 
and it could just be they're in a K-drama slump and they didn't even really realize what that was or that they can experience that after loving K-drama so much. So I wanted to talk about this concept of the K-drama slump um, because I have been in them. I know what they look like. I know what they feel like. I have also completely pulled myself out of them before. So I just want to talk about that experience and just kind of ruminate on those moments and situations as a K-drama watcher where you're just not completely satisfied with what you're watching and you start to question your love for K-dramas. And I think that's what this topic should be today. So again, I'm setting the mood of just just chatting. So this is going to be really, really, really laid back. I mean, I want this to be as kind of like free-flowing as possible. I mean, most of my episodes are pretty free-flowing, but this one, I don't even have notes in front of me. So this is very (laughs) free-flowing. So, you know, it's going to be a little more rambling than my usual ramblings. Okay, so bear with me, but I think it'll be fun. I think this is something that I'm enjoying doing or that I'm going to enjoy doing, and I hope you enjoy listening to. Um, But if you completely hate it, you can let me know. Okay, so let's talk about K-drama slumps. The first thing, of course, is like, what is a K-drama slump? Or at least for me, what do I define a K-drama slump as? Um, for me, I associate it with the concept and how it looks in sports. As someone who doesn't really do sports, <laughs> I'm, you know, not the best at talking about sports and sports-related things. But from my understanding, when they talk about a player and any kind of, you know, sport or field, being in a slump, it usually is related to them not being at their best, right? They're just not um, playing at their fullest potential. And on top of that, they also are not kind of feeling the love for the sport that they've been playing all their lives most of the time. And so they feel like they're in a slump. They're just not performing at their highest potential and they're not loving the sport anymore. And so it just feels like a drag to to continue playing in this field or that sport. So I think of that exactly in terms of K-dramas. Like, I think that's the exact same feeling. You are experiencing watching K-dramas, but in the course of watching them, you're not feeling it. They don't feel like the dramas that you're watching are at your kind of at their best potential. For some reason, just feel lackluster to you. They're not satisfactory by any means. And you're just not enjoying the process of even watching K-dramas, which for someone who loves K-dramas, that doesn't make sense, right? Every K-drama doesn't have to be your favorite, but there should be a K-drama or two in your rotation that you're like, oh my gosh, loving it, the best, um, having a good time. But if you are experiencing watching a K-drama and then finishing it and being like, wow, that was not that enjoyable, then picking up another one, same feeling, picking up another one, same feeling. I don't always think that it's you picking bad dramas, right? I think it may be what you're feeling and the in the way that you're approaching watching those dramas during that time. And a lot of times what I associate or how I kind of, um, I think designate that it's a K-drama slump and not just, you know, 
me watching a bad K drama. <laughs> I think it has to do with the fact that the drama itself is good, right? It's not that the drama is bad. And most of the time, it, the drama is probably exactly what you would love and enjoy. So there's no reason why you aren't enjoying it, except for you're just not there. You're in a mood, you're in a slump, and you just cannot seem to get to the point of enjoying K dramas at this moment. And the other thing I associate with K-drama slumps is like this time. It has to be for, I think, an extended amount of time. The slump doesn't just kind of last two weeks. I think K-drama slumps are like minimum a month or two months. And then I can definitely say they can go up to years, okay? Um, I haven't experienced a K-drama slump by any means of multiple years, but I've had I've been in K-drama slumps that have lasted months. And it's one of the most stressful things for someone who almost exclusively watches K-dramas. Trust me. I, the thought of being in a K-drama slump literally stresses me out. Cause like, what do I watch? <laughs> and I'm saying that and I'm, I'm just like such a first world problem, but I definitely know that it is not something I like to be in because I like enjoying my K-dramas. I mean, even before podcasting about them, I have watched them and I still felt like they were things that were just a part of my daily life. And so when I have those moments or those K-drama slumps where I am not consuming K-dramas on an almost daily basis, it's not a good time. Okay. It's not a good time for me. Um, so yeah, I just think that is kind of how I think K-drama slumps exist, how they are, what they are and how they feel to me. They just feel crappy. Um, and I sometimes feel, um, a little sad for myself. Like that's what I feel like. It's, I feel pitiful. <laughs> it's like, you're not enjoying the thing that you enjoy all the time. What is wrong with you? And a lot of times I don't want to, you know, d distance this feeling of being in a K-drama slump from actually being in a depressive state or states of mind that are obviously you're just not feeling healthy about anything um, or well about anything. So K-dramas, of course, is not going to be there for you either. But there are times when something like a, like me watching K-dramas where that is your crutch. That's the thing that kind of you lean on in those dark times when you really need something to pick you up. I lean further into K-dramas. So when they are not there for me because I'm just not into them, that is just like blows my mind each time. I'm like, where are my gay dramas? But I do want to talk specifically about like a period or two in my life that can definitely be connected to this feeling of being in a K-drama slump. And I think in talking about these moments, I will also kind of get into more reasons of why you can actually fall into a K-drama slump. And not just that like you're in it and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm in it. But like, I feel like there's like sometimes, you know, signals that this is a K-drama slump approaching. Um, and other times, you know, they just, you, they just creep up on you. Like, oh, I'm not into K-dramas right now. And I think in talking about those moments in my life, I'll also end up kind of talking about ways that I saw myself out of those K-drama slumps. Because the point of the slumps is not to um, to stay at them. <laughs> the point is to recognize that you're in it and then maybe assess everything else going on around in your life. Um, and then also assess 
what you think and feel about K-dramas in your life. And this sounds like so, I think, almost like too serious in terms of what are you, why are you being so serious about talking about K-dramas? But again, this is coming from someone who, you know, kind of lives and breathes K-dramas. So you got to give me, you know, cut me some slack here. I really am, um, I really do consume K-dramas kind of like, you know, oxygen to some degree. So you have to excuse me if I sound a little too um, too serious about this topic of K-drama slumps. But I do feel like I like people that listen to my podcast. I know some of you guys listening are newer to to K-dramas as in like you just picked them up last year you just started this year you know like you're really new to the K-dramas and so uh, I, the idea of a K-drama slump is probably nowhere near you because you just have so much that you're probably consuming and enjoying right now the thought of being in a K-drama slump is so far from you I'm sure it is and even for myself like all of my K-drama slumps have been in the most recent years for me I throughout my most of my early years of watching K-dramas, I rarely experienced K-drama slope. And I think that was just because I just had so many things that I wanted to watch that were currently airing, but then also things that I hadn't seen before because I, you know, they were just older K-dramas. So I always had older K-dramas to, to check out, even if I wasn't, you know, in love with any of my currently airing K-dramas in the time. And nowadays, um, for me, it's kind of like I've watched a lot of older dramas and I've gone back and watched a lot of older dramas. So I am a kind of K-drama watcher who stays in the current um, kind of roster of what's dropping um, every month kind of thing. So if the dramas that are dropping and every every month are not um, enjoyable for me, then I am struggling. I really am struggling because if I, I've, I haven't watched every K-drama obviously, but a lot of the K-dramas I haven't watched, it's probably for a reason. <laughs> but either way, I just feel like I am always watching currently airing dramas and I need them to be on point for me to be watching K-dramas. And you never know when they're going to drop the ball and then you don't have them, right? So Either. Anyway, I wanted to talk about my experiences in the most recent years with K-drama slumps because, again, I it's not that they're new to me, but it definitely every time it happens, I'm always just like, why me? But it always makes sense for me why the K-drama slump is even happening. So, for example, I want to talk about this time in my life. So this is a little story time. Um, so a little personal time with Lo. So I and and the thing with this story is that I think it is a good example of one of the ways or one of the reasons you could fall into a K drama slump or why you are in a K drama slump. So for me, I it was the year 2019. Okay, so this is pretty recent, guys. Um, 2019 and. I was going through a major life change. And when I say major life change, I was starting a new job across the country, away from all my family and friends. Um, It was a new, it's a totally new career, new state. I've never even visited before. I mean, I was completely thrusted into this this huge change that I wanted mind you so this was a good thing um but in the the process of this this change taking place obviously it was a lot it was overwhelming it was all consuming it was 
you know, everything that my mind was focused on. So obviously when I was kind of getting through this, starting this change and kind of living through this moment in 2019, because this was around February of 2019, I was, you know, focused on that. And K-dramas usually would be something that I would lean into in these times. But unfortunately, I just was, my energy levels were so low, learning a new job, you know, all of this was focused on something else. Watching K-dramas for me in that season just wasn't a priority. Now, I will say this about 2019 as well and with K-dramas. I was watching K-dramas now, mind you. So it's not that I was not watching K-dramas, but when I would try to watch them, it would kind of just go over my head in a way. Or I was kind of like, I, my aunt used to say, like when the TV's watching you kind of thing, instead of you watching it. And that's what I felt like it was happening. Like I would be turning on these dramas and I would just be so tired and it just be like my mind was elsewhere. I was focused on everything else about this job and waking up in the morning, getting ready and doing all of this stuff that I would just be staring at the TV, actually not watching it. And yet I would be watching it, you know, and it wasn't connecting. Nothing was landing on me. And it was just like not there was nothing that I was gaining from watching these K-dramas. I just wasn't getting fulfilled. I wasn't having a good time. I wasn't having fun. I wasn't like, you know, laughing. It would just fall flat. Um, And not to say that there were not dramas in 2019 that I actually ended up liking. Um, It took me time um, and even going back and rewatching some things to finally help me realize that I really did enjoy the drama. Um, So again, this is how you know it's a K-drama slump when you watch a drama that you know you like or you should like. You know you should like this drama. And for some reason, in that moment, in that season for you, it just does not land. Um, And that happened with a lot of dramas in 2019 for me. And I went back and I rewatched them. And there was something I completely skipped. And then when I finally got to them, I was like, oh my gosh, loved it. You know, so that's how I knew I was really in a K-drama slump. And so months were going by. I'm consuming K-dramas, but not really actually um, watching and enjoying them. Um, some of them were bad. So then it was just, I was disappointed by uh, some of them. And then also the ones that I think I should have liked just weren't, uh, you know, doing it for me still. And I was really questioning <laughs> Mind you, in the midst of this huge life change, I'm over here questioning on top of everything. Do I still like K-traumas? Have I kind of just moved on from them? Are they no longer the thing that I have made like my personality to some degree? (laughs) Is K-traumas not doing it for me anymore? And it was dumb to question this, of course, because, of course, I've been watching them for almost, you know, 20 years by this point, And I'm now questioning if K-dramas are not it for me. That doesn't make any sense. But I felt that way. Like, I was so far in this K-drama slump that I was just kind of frustrated with not enjoying K-dramas. And it was so difficult. So what I did end up leaning on as far as things I was watching that actually was like, okay, I'm not watching K-drama, so I'll watch this. It was actually YouTube. <laughs> I watched a lot of YouTube. And I watched a lot of Running Man, which is a K-variety show. So definitely is my that is my baby. Like when I need a moment, I go to I go to Running Man. It really does sustain me. <laughs> it's like it's like medicine, honestly. Um, but anywho, so that's what I was really watching that kind of fulfilled me during that time since K-dramas weren't doing it. Um, which again, just thinking about K-dramas not being 
that girl for me doesn't make sense but it really wasn't that year 2019 which again had some dramas that I actually ended up really loving just weren't it just wasn't doing it it just wasn't doing it and so months were going by so like I said K-drama slumps are to me a kind of a a length of time you know it's not just like a week and you're not into your K-dramas like it's it, you hit some months and you're like, whoa, I'm still not enjoying K-dramas. So I was going, like I said, starting in February of this, this slump, going into um, August, going into September, still watching things kind of okay, not really, you know, I mean, there were so many dramas that came out that year that I just ended up really, really loving, but not during that time that I watched it, um, the first watch. And then I get to... October. And then this is my first little tip (laughs) about K-drama slumps. This is it. It only takes one. It only takes one K-drama to all of a sudden resuscitate your passion and love for K-dramas. It only takes one. It only takes one. Now, you got to keep watching K-dramas for that to happen. Like if you completely stop watching K-dramas, then obviously you can't just kind of, you know, find that one drama. But this is for me, the, the kind of takeaway. It only takes one. So even when you're in the midst of being in a K-drama slump, always remember, all you need to do is find that one that will completely revive your love for K-dramas. And for me, I hit October. I had been well into this job now. So things were kind of, I I mean, I'm going to be honest, things were doing so much better at the job. Like as in, like I felt more acclimated. I was feeling really good at it and I was really enjoying it. But there was this other element about me just being away from my family and my friends that was also weighing on me. And so, again, I needed K-dramas more than ever because those, that's, you know, I needed it and it wasn't there um, on top of me not having my families and, and friends there. So it was really difficult. And so I was finally, I think, making peace with, the, you know, enjoying this job and knowing that this job was what I wanted to do. But then I started to look around and I felt like there were other things that were missing. But while I was feeling this at this point in the year, October hit and what drama dropped in October of 2019 Um, and when I talk when I say the drama's name and you which some of you already probably know because I've said this I've kind of told this story like under my breath and passing in some of my episodes before so if you know then you know but um, when I say the name you guys are gonna laugh Um, but this drama completely saved me in K-drama land. It completely saved me. I, when I thought I was at my, the wit's end with K-dramas, this drama came out of nowhere and completely pulled me up from the slump and said, hey, this is why you love K-dramas. And again, when I say the name of this K-drama, you guys are going to laugh, but it was... (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm like, what? Of all the gay dramas, why would this be the one? Um, but, and I will fight anyone over this drama because this drama, and you know what? Before I even say the name, like I'm, <laughs> I'm making you guys wait. Before I even say the name, I will say this. I've never talked about this drama on my podcast in any capacity as far as, like I said, in passing. Um, but 
when I officially talk about this drama, because I know I'm going to have to at one point revisit this K-drama and do an episode on it, I will... I, I I just know that I'm going to look at it through the lens of this time in my life. And for that reason alone, it will always be um, just such a magical drama for me. I mean, while I was watching it, I think even after the first episode, I felt overwhelmed with this magic almost. It felt magical the way that I experienced that first episode and the you know the subsequent episodes honestly it was magical that was the only way I could describe the feeling I had while watching this k-drama and the reason I described it I think as magical was because I honestly believed it was some kind of miracle that this drama was presented to me at that time in my life (laughs) and I know that sounds so so serious and like so like calm down but it's true you guys it's true I had this magical experience with this drama and it was for me the thing that resuscitated my love for k-dramas and if I had not had that drama at that point in my life I don't know what would have happened and so yes I'm a little dramatic about this drama so I will fight anyone for it about it over it I love it to pieces but here's the drama. The drama is actually, <laughs> if you have not figured it out by now, by Googling what came out in October of 2019, um, but it's Extraordinary You. Yes, Extraordinary You is the drama that I am, t- you know, head over heels for and believe is the is the drama that completely came in and swept me off of my feet and in one of my longest um, and most kind of, I think I don't remember many of my other K-drama slumps like I remember that one because I guess it was tied to such a pivotal pivotal point in my my life. Um, So, yes, I love this drama and I am so grateful to it to this day. Um, But I have to say that it still makes me laugh like this was the drama that did that for me. But I do know what it was because I don't think you it's going to be obvious. Like it was not the fact that, you know, Rowoon was the most beautiful thing I had seen it on screen in a long time or <laughs> that, you know, the adorable Jaywook was in it or even the wonderful performance of Kim Hyun. Like it wasn't those things. It wasn't those things at all. Um, what you would think. It was actually this story setup that was about this girl <laughs> who actually discovers that she lives in a comic book, that she is just a character and her and all of her friends and all of her families are at the mercy of their writer of this comic, right? We never see the writer, like that's not the point. It's just that the acknowledgement of these characters living their kind of comic book lives to recognize like, wait a second, I'm just a character in the story, but also recognizing that I don't want this to be my story. I want to change the course of my story. Um, And so what I loved and what really woke me up from my K-drama slump was this drama's way of this kind of inception or like this meta uh, reading on what it means to tell a story and build characters in a story. Because I think for someone like me who's past and whose kind of background is writing and storytelling as like just something that I valued always growing up 
and in different mediums. So, you know, I think over the course of my life, I have always looked to mediums for the art of storytelling and character and character building. Um, and so I, I think it just changes mediums for me. And, and that's why I enjoy K-dramas because K-dramas for me was the medium in my life currently that I was enjoying this aspect of storytelling and character building. This is where I was getting that from. Um, and so for me not to be watching these K-dramas at that time, I was then not um, getting fulfilled with this, this thing that I always had a part of always had as a part of my life. So I think that's what it was about Extraordinary You, that it took this look, this kind of meta, deeper look, this kind of um, deconstructed look at stories and um, storytelling and the writer and what it means to produce a character and how writers have to kind of trust the characters and tell the character story that the characters want them to tell and just watching that play out in this really kind of comic book you know teeny bopper way that is extraordinary you was just glorious to me um and it was just what I needed to again remind me of what I appreciated about the K-dramas that I was watching or that the K-dramas that I watched um, and why I love K-dramas. And so once I had that reminder in me, you know, it snapped me out of it and I was back in action after that. And I had a really good time um, throughout the end of the year uh, with K-dramas. I really did. Now, <laughs> um, in saying this, that's not the end of the slump situation. So as we know, 2020 was a year that completely rocked and kind of changed all of our lives. And I, again, after having such a year, the year like the year before entering into 2020, I was hopeful <laughs> for it to be, you know, better than the last. And obviously it was it's nothing I could have ever imagined I would be experiencing. And again, I wanted to lean into K-dramas as like this kind of safety net to kind of keep me abreast during such a difficult time. And at some point, it just wasn't enough, obviously, right? K-dramas is not, is not an, enough. It was like a band-aid, right? It was not enough. And I was trying to lean into it. And again, it started to creep up again. These moments of I'm watching these K-dramas and I'm not really excited. I'm watching these K-dramas and it's not doing it for me. Even though I had just had this mind-blowing, shifting, magical experience the year before, the end of the year, you know, with Extraordinary You started to creep back in of like, this is not doing it for me. And again, this is tied to the things that are happening in your life. So it's not just that K-dramas are bad that year. It really isn't most of the time. The K-dramas are probably pretty darn good. It's just, it could just be where you are in that, in that season of your life. And K-dramas, it's just not, it's not something that you want to focus on at that point. Or K-dramas is just not fulfilling for you in that point. And there are other things that are fulfilling you and other things that you are looking to, um, to, and that's taking your focus. And so K-dramas just isn't enough for you. And thus you are in this kind of season of not watching or even maybe enjoying K-dramas. Now, the same with 2019 and even in this year that was 2020, I was still watching K-dramas. Again, just not being completely satisfied with them and not at the fault of the K-dramas themselves, just it was not enough for me. 
But then there was a K-drama that was going to be airing and I was looking forward to. And this is sometimes the worst when you're in a K-drama slump situation. Um, I was so excited for this drama and it completely, completely disappointed me. And that was just like the cherry on top of the K-drama slump. It was like, you know what? You thought you were going into a slump. Oh no, I have a drama that I'm looking forward to. I can't possibly go into a K-drama slump. And then you get into that K-drama and you're like, the worst thing you've ever watched and now I'm even deeper into a K-drama slump. You know, that's how it kind of felt in a way, but not really. So here's the trick that I... Um, kind of ran up against or not even ran up against the trip that I used to keep me afloat when I thought I was going to be diving further into a K-drama slump. So the drama was um, The King Internal Monarch. And I, it was like April, I think, or something like that of 2020. And I remember being really excited for this drama because it had Eamon Ho in it and and it was written by Kim Eun-suk and it had Kim Go-un in it. So it was just like a lot of things I was looking forward to. And The King Eternal Monarch turned out to not be um, all that um, and a bag of chips by any means. It was definitely not the, the thing that I was thinking I was I was going to get from it. And the the thing that I realized while I was watching this drama, it was that I was so excited to watch uh, Eamon Ho drama. I'm going to be honest, as someone who has been watching K-dramas in a while, for a while and enjoying Eamon Ho throughout that time, I was really looking forward to him. And it was just like, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. And instead of me completely just like giving up, what I ended up doing while watching The King Internal Monarch, I started to, I hearkened back to a time when I knew I enjoyed Eamon Ho in something. And that was in City Hunter. So I went and I started re-watching The City Hunter kind of in tandem with The King Eternal Monarch. So like I would watch like the new episodes for The King Eternal Monarch for the week and then not be completely happy or satisfied with it. And then right and now I would right after follow it up with two episodes of City Hunter. <laughs> And I tell you, that completely um, kind of tricked me into remembering or rem- uh, keeping me um, reminded that I love K-dramas because, hey, look at you. You love Even Ho. You love City Hunter. Even though I was watching, you know, The King of Turner Monarch and not enjoying it at all. So I did not end up falling into a actual K-drama slump to, seriously uh, because I think I kind of saved it with watching City Hunter. And so that's kind of like the other thing that I have to say kind of helped me um, overcome or like another little tip or trick I I use to help me get out of a K-drama slump is to just go back to my security blanket K-dramas. Go back to the dramas that I know are fail-proof. They are always going to be everything I want and more. And they're always going to be the thing that reminds me that I love K-dramas. I have dramas like that. I know I do. So in those moments, 
I got to go back to them, right? So that was a, a, a time when I did that. I went back to a drama that I knew without a doubt I was going to be refreshed and rejuvenated in my K-drama love by watching it. And it totally worked. It totally worked. So that is another little tip or trick that I know um, I would recommend if you are feeling like you're in that moment or you're in that slump and you need something to remind you, just refresh your memory. You got to go back to something that you know, without a doubt, never fails you. Um, and it could be as many as you need. <laughs> Watch as many of them as you need to keep you from going into that K-drama slump and thinking that you completely hate and despise K-dramas. Okay, do whatever you got to do to keep you from completely being stuck and sunken in that slump mode. Now, I'm going to continue here just to follow up with another um, kind of example of things that I I know help with, you know, when you're in a K-drama slump. And this is one that I think has benefited me this year, but not because I was in a K-drama slump, but just something that I've tried to do more of in this year of watching K-dramas. And it's been really helpful in a in a year where I feel like a lot of people have kind of been calling out that the K-dramas, you know, there's a little bit more of misses and hits, it feels some people feel, you know. I mean, I don't know if I feel that completely. I'll know better by the end of the year, obviously, but I do feel like the thing that's been helping me was that I've actually been really, really, and this is my other tip, stepping outside of my comfort zone and genres that I watch for in K-drama. Like I am, you know, I can watch a K-drama of multiple multiple genres, of course, but for some reason, I feel like I've really been pushing myself this year. And it could be because the dramas that I usually like just aren't doing it for me this year. So I've been forced to go outside of my comfort zone, but I feel like that is also a good trick if you are feeling like everything that you usually consume and your favorite tropes and your favorite genres are just not fulfilling you gotta go out you gotta look elsewhere because the other thing that will surefire push you into a k-drama slump is if you're watching genres and tropes that you know you usually love and you're hating them each time okay that could just be they're actually bad and you're literally like watching bad drama after bad drama after bad drama but you're only watching it because you know you should like it like this is my favorite trope this is my favorite genre i should love this but for some reason the dramas themselves are just not good and then you're watching that and you're like oh my gosh this is horrible this is horrible and that could truly i think push anyone <laughs> over the edge um, into a K-drama slump. So to avoid that, I would highly recommend if you're not getting any wins with your usual, definitely step outside your comfort zone, check out some genres that you know you never would watch just to see. Because um, again, this year for me, that has been very helpful. Um, I'm not, I've not been in a K-drama slump, but I have to say I can see where some of the usual dramas that I would like, I haven't really been drawn to them as much this year. And so going outside and t watching dramas that I n never really watch has really afforded me the chance to enjoy some dramas that this year. <laughs> it's, just, it's afforded me the chance to enjoy dramas this year. Um, yeah, but I've, I've been really, I've been really happy with that. And so I think that is another kind of trick or tip you can use to kind of avoid being in a K-drama slump or to kind of help pull you out of a K-drama slump. And then another one I would say, and this one is obvious, um, but engaging in 
your K-drama community spaces. Like as someone who likes to believe she has a K-drama community space <laughs> that not only that I've crafted, but that I am a part of. Um, there's multiple communities that I feel like I'm a part of as far as K-dramas go. And I think joining those spaces, but specifically looking for others who may also enjoy your exact favorites because I think this is the other thing that can kind of overwhelm people is that when you get a lot of recommendations and then those recommendations aren't end up not being good to you that also can kind of kind of you know leave a sour taste in your mouth with k-dramas you're like I keep picking up all these these wrecks that everybody says is the best thing ever and every time I watch them I don't think so you know that's a surefire way to also be like I don't like k-dramas because if all these recommendations are what people say I should love I must not love k-dramas so sometimes you can't just kind of go with the blanket recommendations right you kind of have to go with maybe people that you know for sure enjoy your favorites if they enjoy your favorites you know you can trust them right and then maybe they have a list um, of recommendations that you haven't watched and that you can look and you know look to to kind of pull from and maybe there you'll find your next kind of k-drama to pull you out of that slump so that is another thing that I would highly recommend and I know for sure helped um, just being able to talk to others about being in a slump also helps that's for sure um, and then I Lastly, I think this is a weird one, but not even a weird one. I think this is a a cute one, (laughs) a cute way of getting yourself out of a K-drama slump. And it's actually taking part in challenges like you know some there's k-drama challenges all over um you know all over and i recommend this because they're so much fun k-drama challenges are so much fun um but a lot of times what they end up having you do they have they have you a lot of times hearkening back to your favorite k-dramas and then all of the little multitude of things that make up that k-drama And when you go and kind of dissect your favorite K-dramas, you find out again how much you love K-dramas. You end up looking at all these things that make up your favorite K-drama and you're like, oh my gosh, this is why I love K-dramas because I love this K-drama. And so when you have that kind of time to like play around with your your favorites and kind of pick them apart and and use them and and remember some of them as a part of a K-drama challenge that people, you know, have up for you to do, I always think that's a fun way of not just, you know, kind of taking a breather from K-dramas um, and that you're you're watching and not enjoying it, it not only does that, but it also allows you to go back and kind of really evaluate or analyze what you really genuinely enjoy in K-drama. And in doing so, you can then feel a little bit more refreshed <laughs> at your look at the new K-dramas that you're trying to pick up or approach. So I just think that would be another fun, cool way to keep yourself out of a K-drama slump or again, pull yourself out of a K-drama slump. But yeah, so those are just some things I wanted to think about, like talk about because it's been on my mind, like this concept. And I think everyone will experience it. If you are an avid K-drama watcher, you will experience a K-drama slump if you haven't already. When your first K-drama slump experience happens, the only thing you should remember is that you don't hate K-dramas. You still adore and love them. You absolutely do. 
you're just in a K-drama slump. And then the second thing to remember for sure is it only takes one, be it a drama from yesteryear that you've always loved and that you should go back and rewatch or just this new drama that you end up stumbling across and you're like, this was the one that reminded me that I love K-dramas. So I wanted to talk about K-drama slump because I didn't know if other people really talk about them (laughs) or talk about it. And I didn't know if it was a topic that people really cared about and maybe not too much because I don't think if you experience them then it's like what's the point and I don't know if people really need an entire podcast episode about k-drama slumps but I I don't know I wanted to think about it I wanted to sit on it and maybe this is for me as well because as someone who thinks that another way of possibly falling into a k-drama slump could be being overwhelmed with the amount of K-dramas that we are currently, um, you know, have access to, that is something uh, kind of a little new to me um, because before it was like I had lots of dramas to watch, but it wasn't always currently airing dramas. There were dramas that I could go, you know, go back and watch that I hadn't watched before. But these days I just feel kind of overwhelmed with the amount of new dramas coming out and I can see that for sure um, stressing me out to the point where I start to um, kind of feel like I don't I don't want to watch any you know and so because I always feel like a K-drama slump is always you know right around the corner for me (laughs) these days I am making this episode probably for me too um, just in case I need to return back to it and look into some of my own uh, past experiences and remember what I did to overcome those K-drama slumps maybe I'm gonna need this soon and that's why I'm even doing this episode and and just just saying this if you haven't experienced a K-drama slump yet don't be afraid of them they are not that's a lie I was gonna say there's not scary for me they were scary um but not for everyone are they scary um but you know sometimes they just you need a break you just sometimes need a break from k-dramas or for anything that you're consuming um like water (laughs) um I'm again speaking to myself here sometimes you just need a break sometimes you just need a break so Embrace the slump at times and other times. Don't stay too long in them because you know there's a K-drama waiting for you to enjoy. So get up out of the slump and go enjoy that K-drama. But other times, sometimes you got to sit in it and kind of take that break. But just remember that you still love and adore K-dramas and you do not hate them or despise them or think they're horrible. You do love them. I promise you that you do. You just need this K-drama slump. And again, It's not the end. It may last a couple months. It may last two years, but you still love K-dramas. Trust me, you still do. Okay. Um, And then who's to say those two years from now, how many K-dramas you would get to go back and consume might be glorious, right? So either way, I wanted to talk about K-drama slumps. I thought it would be fun. I thought it would be cool to just kind of chill and just talk about something random about K-drama land. And I hope this is cool for you guys and you guys don't mind these types of episodes. But let me know if you don't like these type of episodes because I will you know, I will listen to you. But also let me know what you think about K-drama slumps. What are your thoughts and theories on them? What is your experience with them? Have you yet to experience a K-drama slump? Um, And how long, if you've been in, you know, a K-drama slump, how long has your K-drama slumps um, lasted? Again, I have not, I've been fortunate to not be in kind of the like the two-year 
plus mark, but I definitely feel like I've been in one for a substantial amount of time and it was not fun. It was not fun at all. It really, really wasn't, but it was worth it to be in it, to be able to get pulled out of it by um, Extraordinary You. <laughs> um, yeah, and you guys can make fun of me about Extraordinary You being um, my one of my life-changing um, K-dramas. I know that's funny because I, I honestly believe, like if I looked at my life in K-drama, um, as in like, you know, the years I've been watching K-drama and I had to mark like, like important, pivotal, life-changing moments with K-dramas and me, that would be one of the dramas. That would be one of the moments for sure. And who would have thought Extraordinary You would be that? I mean, it's such a cute, you know, simple, fun drama. Is nothing, honestly, on a normal situation, life-changing, I believe. But for me, it really was just like such an important drama. And I will love it forever. And I have to do an episode on it one day because I really think I need to go back and kind of experience it again and in a different and a you know a different situation <laughs> to make sure, you know, that it's still everything I love and more. Um, but yeah, that was just my little kind of I guess time to talk about K drama slumps. So guys, I hope this was okay. I hope this was okay. I just wanted you guys to hang out, catch a vibe with me, and we can just talk about something at random. And I have another one of these planned for my little vacation. And I hope that you guys enjoy that one. Um, and I hope that you enjoyed this one. And if you enjoy these episodes, let me know. And again, I just wanted something that was low stakes and something kind of chill and calm and nothing too stressful and that had to be too prepared. Just something I know I could talk about off the top of my dome kind of thing. <laughs> um, and yeah, I want to do that again. Um, besides the, the two that I'm releasing this vacation period, I want to do another one. So if you guys do not mind these, let me know seriously but also let me know about k-drama slumps and your experiences i gotta know i gotta hear more um maybe we'll do a part two if i hear some kind of good tips and tricks from you guys we can compile them and share them for more of our community so everybody knows you know multiple different tricks to kind of overcome and pull yourself out of these k-drama slumps but again that is it guys that is all. I think I'm ready to go. Are you guys ready to go? Did you guys have a good time? Were you guys chill and cool? Were you feeling the vibes? <laughs> I hope so. But that's it, guys. That's all for this episode. I want to thank you all so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off. <laughs>